Welcome to Torn, Finding a Mom Life Balance. On this bi-weekly podcast, we're your hosts, Athena, Mama T, and Memes. And here on this podcast, we'll find ways to cope with motherhood, laugh our woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt, all in the hopes of helping us all feel a little less torn. Welcome back to Torn, Finding a Mom-Life Balance. Today, Memes and I are going to discuss the importance of quiet time, also known as reflection time. Memes, do you have a quiet time? I actually was very interested in discussing this because I'm finding it harder and harder to disconnect. Um, There... So I really enjoy going to spas. I enjoy getting a massage. I enjoy yoga practice and meditation. Um, But like I've mentioned before, some of my most coveted time is the transition. So I will get to pick up my daughter and I kind of know what their transitions are at the end of the day. So maybe I'll give myself 10 minutes where I'm sitting in the car and I'm scheduling something. I'm making a call. I'm looking at something on my calendar. And I kind of take that private, quiet time. Um, but I'm finding it harder and harder in the scheduled get a massage or scheduled, you know, when I have the luxury of that happening. And that usually is the second half of the academic year where I have either spring break or uh, midwinter break or spring break or um, because this time of year it's really hard for any of that to happen but where I'm kind of on a schedule different than most of the rest of the world you know so like it does really feel like um, I'm getting away and not having to do my daily routine and my daughter's either at school or with family And so during that time, when I do take it, the, what I try to plan, so I try to include the physical relaxation. So like the right setting, but I think the other part of it, when I was before becoming a parent and when I was single and I was solo, I think I would also take those mental health days of like sleeping in, vegging out, or even a Sunday I have a favorite line from a Shakira song where she talks about not showering on Sundays. And it was like my anthem. I'm like, yep, where I get up and do a lot of things or like organize or I used to cram a lot of teacher planning and grading. But I was in my PJs and if I wasn't literally in my bed with stacks of things on my comforter, I was on my couch with my coffee table covered with the work. But kind of um a room of one's own but more under like really avoiding the outside world and the distraction that is hard to come by but I also find myself like not really sleeping in the way I used to sleep in like all those things feel different um so the the latest time that I feel like I really uh did it for an extended amount of days and then they looked different. One, I just sat in a Starbucks, which was attached to my target and went through my calendar 
and I was so that day I was going through my calendar and I was listening to a podcast at points but there were points where I was finding like I didn't want that sound so I could look at my time I could kind of think back um, and made it a practice to have a list of the recurring events of the year so that at some point I can look month to month plan ahead not forget and really what I enjoy about that list is the anticipating the recurring events so that I could like plan the where we're going to be if there's some sort of outfit or themed thing requirement gift planning you know things like that um I do feel that that list keeps getting longer and longer of the things I have to anticipate and what's happening in the year but I do I'd like some sort of quiet time in a comfortable place maybe if it's not indoors then it's someplace scenic so like in the spring and summertime it could be sitting in a park it could be some view of water or a bridge um so part of that time that I was off was indoors and doing that with the calendar the other part was taking a walk around the a very scenic small neighborhood park that I take my daughter to but I was doing the loop I was even swinging in the adult swing um, <laughs> at points so it's like a mix of nature a mix of planning sometimes it's listening to something that's giving me a strategy a lot of I do like being in that space if I'm looking for a strategy from like an audio book or I'm revisiting something I've worked on before or moving to some other phase of it um some journaling some connection with nature and then the the physical movement for me can be the yoga but can also be like the massage slash stretching because lately my massages haven't just been like get the knot out of my muscles it's more like stretch um to get a different feel from my body um and all those things help to ground me get my senses back away from like the technology or away from feeling pulled in many directions and they help me plan they help me focus and kind of set new goals and I tend to come out with them feeling the struggle for me can sometimes be knowing a good stopping point to move forward from or if it comes to an end and I don't feel like something was resolved those are the moments that are difficult but when they gradually like the the week I was describing was enough time you know it was a day to myself and then some activities and then back to a day that I could walk on my own so it was scattered where it didn't feel like okay I need four days away at some retreat to get this done because that's not going to happen very often it could be intermittent but with enough recovery time to say oh this thing I thought of before I can revisit or this way I was feeling I can address it or this day I need to be like I'm okay if I'm around people but this other time I kind of need the solitude um but that helps to kind of, to regroup. 
Mm-hmm. And that's more for the personal. I feel like professionally it feels different because sometimes my professional part is my away from the personal. And there I want pretty specific PD that I know how to use and apply. And I do like team building kind of time with my team and with my students so different thing even if I'm just facilitating I feel like that's bonding time with my students um so we just ended a quarter and we had two professional development days and they did have moments that I used to kind of decompress plan move into the next quarter and I like that being very cyclical also so quiet times for me are a little different because it's a it's actually a daily practice that I have and so it's the wake up at for me 5 a.m in the morning is when my house is actually quiet and I think quiet time actually gives a false pretense (laughs) like it doesn't have to be quiet and Mm -hmm. most days it's not because my kids wake up pretty flipping early Mm -hmm. um and so but for me, like my quiet time is consistent of hearing from the higher power of like uh, hearing from God, what he thinks of me um, and what he has in stored for me. It's a change of mindset mm-hmm. instead of waking up and hitting my feet against the floor and saying, OK, what's on my list for me to do today? What is it that I want to accomplish today? It's more flipped around of. Let me hear what you have for me today. What is it that you desire for me to do? Um, And I spend a good chunk of that time either in worship, in prayer, or just reading the word of God. And I'm a Christian, so I read the Bible. And so when I open that up and I read it, and I read it from Genesis to Revelation, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, so whatever chapter I'm in, I just read until words pop off the page to me. Um, And then I write down those words that stood out and I sit and I think about them and I ask him what they mean and what is it that he wants me to get from it to get through the day. Um, And when I actually practice that because I'm human, I'm not all the time in that, but I notice from day to day, I can tell the difference in my energy and in my joy. And that's what keeps me going back every morning for that quiet time, because I do not like going through the day dreading the day or dragging my feet or feeling scatterbrained or I can't think clearly or I'm just exhausted. And I notice the days that I hit the floor running with my agenda, that's how I end up feeling by the end of the day is depleted and like I'm not even sure if I did things um, in a clear pattern, like it's not logical. I feel kind of scatterbrained and like anxious and I can't sit still and I can't finish a task <laughs> opposed to the mornings that I actually start out with my quiet time and my reflection time where I can seek guidance and I'll notice throughout the day a joy in, in interacting with my children and a joy interacting with my coworkers and my peers and serving my client. And I'm actually able to finish things. And it's interesting because we often think, hey, if I'm going to set aside time 
for that quiet time, it's going to rob me of minutes of being able to do everything else that I need to do. But it's like your time gets multiplied because you're able to think clearly. Um, You've actually taken time to wake up and feed your spirit because we're three-dimensional beings. And so you need to feed your spirit in order to do anything in the physical. And so that quiet time to me, you know, a, a philosophy that I've created for myself is create the space, whether, and now that I have four kids, I actually do it in the morning and right before I go to bed. And in the morning, I do it solo. And before I go to bed, I actually do it with my husband. And it's created a unity within our family and a peace within myself. And so it's created, protect it, and then do it consistently to the best of your ability because it's a habit. And if you build that habit, it just becomes a natural part of who you are. And so to me, quiet time and reflection time is very different than alone time or my like career building time. It's more connecting to my creator time and getting on his agenda um, to help figure out what my purpose is. And it just gives a different perspective on how you interact with the day's activities and the things that you go through in your life. And as a mom, I know oftentimes I'll end the day and I'll feel like, oh my gosh, I didn't spend any time with my kids because I'm trying to build my career and stuff. Um, Or I rushed through that or I wasn't a hundred percent present in here. And I think um, taking that time to reflect helps you reprioritize kind of like you were saying, like figure out your goals, figure out what's upcoming, but on a larger scale, you're able to step back and see, Hey, you know, this work event or this work item is really not that important or that serious. So I don't need to work myself up in a frenzy about it or missing that practice is really not that serious, but it's more about pouring into my child. Um, so it's helped bring that balance and move away from that constant torn feeling that we feel <laughs> as parents. No, and I think my natural, I think that the consistency of that habit also is where I struggle and why, and when I carve out those other times, it's not, it doesn't always fill me till the next, you know, gas station because yeah can't binge um, yeah it just um the way I and it's it's not even a I'm not a morning person I'm a night owl I'm it's it's what I have been focusing on since Abuela passed is her she would wake up in the morning and always be thankful for her day and she always said it and I'm like, if I witnessed it as many times as I witnessed it, I'm sure she always said it. Even when I wasn't <laughs> there to witness it. Oh, yeah. And I can't remember a pattern of opening my eyes and either thinking, doing, having a, in, like an impetus for the same thing two days in a row. <laughs> and it's so, it's amazing to me. Like, I don't yeah. know how I can go to sleep and have a thought. Of like, okay, you're going to get up and you're going to do this. And it's like a 10, 30, 11 a.m. And it's like, oh, that thing you were supposed to do hours <laughs> ago when you got up. And it's so strange to me because there's something like, oh, is so 
it's like get up five steps restroom four steps kitchen you know like I could calculate like his map he treads like a path every morning with the things that he does and I'm just like he's established a habit (laughs) how like how you know and nothing there's really nothing that I I'll catch myself like oh this is the way I like to do this thing at the, whatever phase. It could be a work thing. It could be a get ready for whatever. And it's like, nope, th- there I lost it. I don't know if it was day 15. Day, <laughs> I don't know if it was hour two. Um, but it definitely makes a difference because even in the things, like you were saying, the things you're living and breathing and the way you get the consistent message. And I'm good at linking those things um throughout like like I was saying the things about um there was something else I was reflecting about and I was talking about the connection of people and where there's that time alone or the time together with family or wanting that with my colleagues or wanting that with my students um I can connect messages and but I could only imagine how much more profound it would be if I was constantly tapping into the blueprint of the lens, the message, the direction, the purpose prior to living the moments of connection, right? Yeah. And so, so when I think about I'm doing my meditation at various times of the day or I'm doing it in, you know, it's just such a go, go, go mentality. It's like I'm listening to this thing while I'm doing something else to get to the whatever but you're not really putting yourself in the state to receive and to transmit what you're supposed, you know, like, correct. Those are all the things that make it more impactful and prepare you for like whatever's coming. Correct. And it's like, how do you build that habit? Well, you know, we're not born having these habits. And actually I think that's a natural tendency (laughs) to um, not do anything consistently. I I think that's the norm. I think most people are in that boat and most people their day, they can never wake up early enough, but I, and that's where you just need to make the decision to start small Mm -hmm. and start whenever you realize it. I remember when I first started, because I started this habit back when I was in college, 18 years old. And so I remember finding it so hard at the beginning. But and then it was the revelations that you get that it, it kind of like I was tying it back to that, that emotion of joy and getting rid of that emotion of drudgery, like dreading everything that kept me knowing that I had to master it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I no, want to feel cra- like this every day. Yeah, you crave second, it. second, your mind yeah. is in that place and your spirit is in that place. Um, that is the thing. Like, I, you know, I don't have an addiction to an adrenaline rush from working out, but I could only imagine <laughs> that that's the other synonymous, you know, like, yeah, that that's what they're talking about when they say that that happens. Yeah, we're working out or I don't know. To me, I compare it to um, whether it's writing that perfect sentence or 
writing that perfect paragraph or writing that paper you're so proud about. It's the same feeling since you can't relate to <laughs> running, getting that heart rate mm-hmm. up. Um, but it, it's that same feeling, but start small. So I know when I first started out at 18, I would start with a minute. I would dedicate a minute to this <laughs> to mm-hmm. quiet time. And then that minute turned into two and then three and then four. And then you just increase it or whatever pace you're moving at, even if you have to stay at that minute for a full year, but that's still a minute every day. And that like compounds, right? So that's what I would encourage people to do is just create the space. And whether that's at your lunch hour or as soon as you remember that you're trying to establish the habit, Mm -hmm. just stop and do it. And make sure you're not multitasking <laughs> um, and that you're truly reflecting because it's it's a game changer um, to allow you to actually enjoy the life that you're in. Because the truth is, most of us are already living the lives that we love. We just don't slow down to appreciate it enough. And kind of like what you were saying with our Abuela passing, like, one of the main things that keeps ringing in my brain is how many people talk about her smile and people, whether they met her twice or known her her lifetime, they all say the same thing about her is that she always walked around with a smile. Well, I know that's not my number one quality. <laughs> I can't always come off like I'm mad or I'm so serious or what's wrong. And I'm like, nothing. I'm just calm like I'm, I'm not thinking anything but I've been more conscious of that because I'm like dang when I go people are not going to be talking about that smile <laughs> and it sounds so nice for people to think you're smiling all the time um but it goes back to that quiet time I've always spent a lot of time quiet and a lot of time reflecting and a lot of time being thankful but the only way we could be thankful is by slowing down to even recognize that it's there um, so yeah, I highly want to encourage our torn tribe to stop and slow down and it's deeper than alone time. Definitely. And, um, wherever you are in the journey, you know, please share with us what you've either established, where you are, what you'd like to establish, what you're working on, where you can find the minute in the day, um, because it makes all the difference and so now on to my favorite part of the show the mend Surprisingly for me, because in the last uh, two and a half years that I have transitioned from the classroom to counseling, um, I have found myself, I it was so natural for me to lesson plan, creating a template and creating ideas and seeing how a thought for the overall lesson could be linked by doing these activities. And it was just the fun of like, what's the best paragraph of this thing we read to dig into? How can I get them to do something kinesthetic and engaging? What can we bring to life? What can be a game or some sort of strategy? And those would fall together. 
the script was always very different than what actually happened in class, which was the frustrating <laughs> part because I would happily by myself type away lesson after lesson and then stand in the front of the room wanting to curse and spit. Um, that darn ideal student never showed up. <laughs> or class, right? It was like in four sections, can I have one class that like gets it together? God, what's wrong with you guys? Um, but... I went into this week with the deadline of uh, revamping lessons that I'm going to be rolling out in two weeks. And I had revisited them and known that like the gist of them was where I wanted to go, but that I wanted to tweak some things and I wanted it to reflect, you know, I feel like it's always great to give, I I like, I I quoted this this week to someone, I like to think about the at-bats, like if you're teaching a lesson, teaching it once, teaching it twice, and so it's always someone different doing it. This is a lesson I've seen done twice before by two different colleagues, and with me, my at-bats were always incorporating, like, my belief that, like, you come, when I was in the classroom, it was you came back to a text as a different person, whatever was going on the last time you taught it from then to teaching it again you come back to it differently you're sitting in front of a different class to teach it how can you incorporate whatever you're bringing to it now to make it better and so that that was in that process and my focus was like on trying to find purpose and we're talking about a career um like a, a aptitudes interest career assessment and I re- everything I've been reading lately is about how the classroom and education, how sometimes we're doing a disservice of taking away the creativity and the excitement about what we're learning and how we learn it and what it's supposed to look like. We put kids in, in a, you know, we encourage them to like find a box to be part of rather than exploring it all and then figuring out how they're going to do the thing, you know, whatever that thing is to have a a fulfilling life. Um, And it really like down to the wire, I was like, there's a little piece missing. I'm going to roll this out to my colleagues, but they're like, there's a little piece that I, and I watched an interview and this little girl recited a poem. She was three years old and she was reciting a poem for Black History Month. And that was it. That was it. (laughs) (laughs) was uh, motivational. It was cute. She had a feisty like demeanor and the cute little outfit on and, you know, like symbolized everything I wanted my kids to think back to. Like there was a point where you walked into the doors of school and I don't know if that point only lasted a week for some a month for some, a year, elementary school till middle school, if they still have it where they're curious and they're open-minded and they're brave and they want to be part of it, right? They want to step into the arena. They want to be seen. Um, and I, and it inspired the, the ask of let's have that frame of mind after watching this brave little girl do this amazing performance, let's have that frame of mind. But also with the ask that you recognize that I am recognizing for you that perhaps at some point in the journey, someone or something took that away from you. 
And that maybe that's why this point of the journey is so hard or feels forced um, because the enjoyment we were, we used to get from just our curiosity and our exploring of the world became a job and it became like checking off boxes and fulfilling what someone else said needed to be there. And it wasn't just where you were led and what drew your attention and what shared your voice and allowed you to interact with someone else and connect and be seen and be brave. Um, And it really made me enjoy lesson planning again. It, It really brought back that feel I used to have because sometimes it's about the end result and it's like, oh, I want them to explore this thing and know this thing about themselves. But the truth is that what I want them to enjoy is the journey. Mm-hmm. And I was enjoying the journey of like creating that for them. And it just gave me a spark for the rest of the week. That is awesome. Mine is similar to the fact that it has to do with a child <laughs> bringing that spark. My two-year-old, um, he comes. I'm talking to my husband in our bedroom, and he comes busting into the room, and he has something in his hand. He's like, "Mom, I found this over the rainbow. Over the rainbow. I found this over the rainbow, and it was." A tiny little football <laughs> that he has seen like over and over again. But creative dad to load everybody up in the car, <laughs> he said, I am headed over the rainbow. Does anybody want to join me? <laughs> so all three little musketeers um, piled up and went. <laughs> over the rainbow and back and to bring them back home he had to buy them all each a sports ball but (laughs) (laughs) but to see his excitement about something that he has seen repeatedly and to hold it like it's a treasure you know it just speaks of that child perspective that power of wonder and pure joy in adventure um and just experiencing that with him for the brief, like, two-minute conversation he had about it um, just lit up my week because I just think, you know, if I can have that, if I can be able to take this cruddy laptop and say, I'm going over the rainbow. Because <laughs> like, it's the journey, right? Like, yeah. he had taken that journey before, but when it was a rainbow, <laughs> it became more enticing yeah more enticing more uh, ability to share like he wanted to share it was full of excitement and all i could respond was smiling back because (laughs) it was just so darn cute it's like oh man he's like but of course this is the way the conversation ended quickly back to reality he's like but you didn't come Like, what are you smiling about? You didn't come. (laughs) You didn't get anything over the rainbow. So he ended up going to sleep with the little football up against his chest that he found over the rainbow. Um, Yeah. So Torn Tribe, please uh, get connected with us, rate the podcast, and leave us comments on what you like, what you don't like, what you would like to hear in the future. Uh, share with us your men's, your highlights, your 
either cute kid stories or awesome co-worker stories those are fun too <laughs> you can share the horrible kid stories too yeah the ones that make we're you want to crawl it. in a hole <laughs> yes. exactly we're here for it and we've been sharing them i was walking down the steps from dance this morning and it was all it is is that's not what i want and i don't want to wear and i turned and gave the knowing smile of like oh we're in the same club that's great <laughs> I'm here with you. <laughs> so please share all types of stories. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Torn MLB. And please write to us. Our Gmail account is tornmlb at gmail.com. Well, thanks for joining us for moms by moms. Bye.